Performance On Demand Podcast. It... Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength. Everything you need and want to know in one place. Welcome to Performance on Demand Podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard, along with uh, Jeremy Brown. However, a little bit different than what we are accustomed to is that we we actually record live uh, through Hangouts, all of our podcasts, and naturally we kind of go through about 10 or 15 minutes prior to uh, starting up the podcast and we talk, we, we share that with our Patreon members uh, as they're watching this live. And then when we're ready, we cut into the audio and we start the podcast. However, this one was a little bit different. We were just kind of randomly talking about things. It's kind of like a mixed bag of conversations. And uh, Jeremy just wanted to go ahead and cut into it and just start. So instead of kind of going into this normally, I'm just going to say we're going to jump over and uh, going to interject into this a uh, live feed uh, a little bit differently than we're accustomed to, but um, I hope you enjoy. Again, it's just a mixed bag of, of conversation and thoughts. Um, hope you enjoy it. So with that, with that being said, I do want to talk about your book today. How about we do something and we talked about it before is the process, but you and I have both in the past six months, undergone extensive process work in something other than endurance sports. Yeah. What if, what if we dove into, I don't know, I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe, maybe dove into something that talks more about. Sometimes the process isn't what we think it should be. And sometimes the process isn't what we want it to be. Mm-hmm to get the result, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, well, if we, if we talk back to what podcast was it, Jeremy, we were talking about goals, whatever podcast that was, um, you know, we talked about goal settings, uh, talked about outcome performance process. And, you know, for example, and this is all preliminary information. So we, we haven't even gone live with this podcast yet, but, uh, you know, the, what I, you know, what I, when I wrote this book, this was this is a perfect example of, of shit people have to deal with, and it's something that you have to deal with. So I started writing this book in January, actually, like the fourth of January, that I signed with a, a publishing company who helped me write this book, uh, and um, it was really, really, really fast, like really, really, really fast, really, really, really intense. And I spent a ton of, of my energy uh, focused in on trying to get this book completed. And then all of a sudden, things slow down because the effort that I have to put in is paused. Now that I have created content, there, certain things have to be done next. And those things don't require my input. So I have to rest. I have to sit. And it's almost like that 
that tapering moment, right? So as an athlete, right before you do the race, you taper. And so you stop. And so people are thinking, oh my God, if I'm not doing anything, nothing's getting done. Thus I'm regressing, I'm slowing down, whatever else it is. But it, it was amazing how much slower things have gotten the last you know, a couple of weeks to the point that it's, it, it, I would say for someone who's not familiar with it, it would be miserable almost because you're not doing anything. It's like nothing is getting done when all of this work is getting done in the background. Like when you're resting, right? So when you're sleeping, it's like everything is, um, well, no, it, when you're sleeping, it's like nothing is happening. But the truth is, is that's when everything else is happening. So when you sleep, your body's recovering. So when I'm resting for this book, everyone else is doing their job, whether it's the book designer, whether it's the copyright, the proofing, um, the, the, you know, artwork. So I've had, you know, I've got a lot of artwork that's going, or some artwork that's going into this book. All those things have to be completed, but I'm not involved with those until they're done. And then I review them and make sure that I approve them. Right. You know, that's that process thing where, you know, shit's up and down. It's not, you know, you're not always going full speed ahead. Sometimes you slow down. Sometimes you pause, sometimes you speed up, whatever. So just to take a quick side step, nobody was watching on the performance on the man one. So I put it on my own personal. Look at that. We got five people already. Five people. That's awesome. Six, six, six. Oh, oh, winning, winning six, so six people that are listening on Facebook live. We need a topic for today's podcast. Uh, post it in the comments and go. We got seven people now. So, um, it's funny because you, you said that and, and it was, um, uh, Oh, Shep says he's just here for the train wreck. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get rid of him. So, um, you know, you, you said that and that it's, it's sometimes you're not needed for the process was, to, you know, is that something you feel like we can elaborate on a little bit more? What's that? The whole process in general? Yeah. And, and being okay with not with part of the process, not involving you. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to share that online just too. So give me one second. Because I'm, I'm thinking that's. You know, I, I, let's we can talk about you know, if somebody wants to write a book. You know, here's the truth, and, and I'll be really open and honest with all of this. Um, it's in, everyone has a book in them. Jeremy, you and I have had the same exact conversation. So it's understanding um, a that we want to write a book, and b that it can be it's doable, right? Craig, hit record. Hit record. I do not want to waste this. Okay. Well, um, okay. <laughs> Pause. For those that are watching, this is how this shit happens. I'll, I'll do an intro later. About that. It's totally, um, I mean, we've been, what, probably 10, 12 minutes now of back and forth with just random chatting. And then all of a sudden this comes out. And I think this is something you talk about. All uh, right. Hold on a second. Let me forward this. And much like training, some days it comes easy, and some days it's it a lot of work. Some days it doesn't come at at uh, at all. It's about like your bowel movements, huh? Oh yeah, it's all like that. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so, uh, hell, where was I at? <laughs> As I just did ten different things. Um, you know, everybody wants to write a book, and that there's there's I don't know anyone that I haven't ever spoken to about books that has said. Jeremy, what are you doing? I'm reading, I'm reading a note from Shep. Okay. Just, I got something. I looked at my plan. I'll tell you what, Shep, hold that thought. We will come back and we will address that. We might as well Facebook Live this entire podcast. Um, we'll come back and address that specifically. I think that's a good one. So, okay. so uh, 
you know, everyone wants to write a book and most people don't know how, and it, it seems so overwhelming for people uh, and, and me included. So I've been wanting to write a book for a really, really, really long time. And I just didn't know how. Um, and I, I guess I can thank Gary V for introducing me into uh, a world that I didn't even know existed, but, uh, it's not as difficult as you think, but then again, it does take work. And that's the thing which I think is so important for people to recognize is that writing a book is not effortless. If it's going to be good, it's going to take effort. And a lot of people struggle with the effort that's required to receive the outcome that they want. A book is no different than a race or you know, getting a new house or uh, landing that new career. It takes extra effort. And so, I mean, we can go through and talk about, you know, the things that I didn't expect, things that I did expect. If you, if you want, we can do that. We can, I mean, it's, it's really whatever. Um, I, I think what you just said, though, a generalization of what you just said. So more of an all-encompassing, like lessons you've learned from writing this book that can be applied to job, family, training, taking a poop, whatever fits in there. Uh, uh, well, the lesson from the book is, I guess there, I need to give you a little bit of background information because I, you know, most people think that writing a book inquire, uh, revolves around sitting at a desk and writing for a year, sometimes years, to create that best book. You know, that Stephen King author, uh, uh, Stephen King is an author, uh, he, you know, he wrote these big novels and it looks like he took him years to do this and whatnot. And maybe, maybe it did. But my process for doing this was completely different. And what I did was because I didn't have the time to sit down and write a book. I had to find another means to get to the outcome, but I had to do the work. And so my process was a little different than sitting down and writing a book. Instead, I hired a company that interviewed me and they took my notes. Uh, they actually took my dictated, I'm sorry, they took my recorded interview and they turned that into a dictation, which then turned into my book. And so when I went through hours and hours and hours and hours of conversation uh, with my editor to create the content for my book. So when you read my book, every bit of that is, is literally, it's verbatim from my mouth. It's just interpreted and changed and adjusted into a book format. And in fact, the company that I use is called Book in a Box, and they have, they have a free uh, PDF that you can download with the exact process that I, I did. You can do that at home. And so... Instead of thinking you have to write a book out, you can literally take a voice recorder and record it, record your conversations, and then send that off to someone. Uh, there's all kinds of companies online that will transcribe that for you, send it back to you. Next thing you know, you've got all this text, and you just start massaging the text around and making it fit. But when they massage that information, you know, when they're massaging that information, it, um, you know, you got to sit back, and that's hard. It's hard for someone who wants to go, 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 that you have to wait your time sometimes. So is that a, is from that aspect, oh, I'm big. So is that a possibly a control thing because you're not in control of the direction you're going? Not that it's going in the direction you don't want it to go, but it's not, you're not able to keep that process going. And it's kind of, it's, it's out of your control at that point in time. In order to get it done, it has to be taken from your control for a period of time. Sure. There, there is some controls to it. There's also, it's more of, you know, what stays, what's in motion stays in motion, right? So when you're driving 80 mile an hour down the interstate and all of a sudden you got to slow to 50, 50 feels like 10, right? Right. It, it, 10 feels like you're going backwards. And so it's that same mentality that you're flying and you're just going and it, it's just balls to the wall and you're just roaring through things. And all of a sudden 
hey, hey, Craig, we're good. Uh, we're going to get some things done here and we'll get back to you in a little bit. And I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? What, what do you, what do you, um, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, well, your job's done. So let us do our work. And what, that's the way it is. And so it's recognizing that there's speed ups and there's slowdowns. And that is in, in the sport, that is in the training, that's in the, the trend, you know, in the, um, that taper week or whatever you're doing, there's always those ins and outs of doing things really, really fast and slowing down to even doing nothing. And every single part of that is absolutely required so that you have the best product and the outcome. Excellent. Hold that thought. So we're going to go ahead and end our Facebook live. It's a quick little peek into what happens. Um, Shep, we're going to cover your, your question in the podcast here shortly once we get through some more of this content. Um, but if anybody else watches this, has a question, has a comment, uh, wants to tell Craig that he needs to stop wearing cutoff shirts because apparently he's not going to the gym enough, um, then you can do that as well in the comment section. So thank you guys for tuning in. Shep, we'll get your question covered, bud. All right. All right so, um, you know, I... In what you were saying, the very first thing that, that comes to mind for me that hits me is controlling what you can control. You know, you can only control what they give you to control. But in order to get from A to Z, you have to let them do D, E, and F. And like you said, it's almost like you're stopping. It feels like you're stopping, but that's a necessary stop to get – full circle back to where you want to be. Is that a fair enough assessment? Yeah, it is. You know, when I think part of it is the fact that it's letting it, it you're not really letting go of control because at the end of the day, it's your, like, the, for example, the race, the race is in your control from what you put into it, right? The coach is, the coach is controlling your workout. Correct. Or, you know, the, the business, you know, your, your director is, is controlling your, what you do to, to some degree. But at the end of the day, your outcome, what your output is your control. And, and so it's, it's really, it's recognizing, hey, okay, so the energy that I've needed to put this information into this book, the energy that I needed to put into my training is, is giving me something. But now there's certain parts of this that I must push aside because for example, if it's, if it's an off day, so I now have control of what I'm going to do on my off day, but I know it's not going to be that. So it's almost making the shift away from, Hey, you're still in control. You're not losing control. You're just shifting away from something that is being pushed off somewhere else to, to deal with for someone else to deal with so that you can go and do something else. Does that make sense? Right. Right. And so with that is, that is a great opportunity to either continue to move forward in parallel yes, or, or to almost go backwards, right? If you don't take advantage of that time and if you're sitting there kind of lost, yes. then you can actually go backwards in the process so that when the process comes back to you, you're, you're not, I'm doing my, my hands so that the, that our, our patrons can see it. Nobody that's listening can see it, but you're running these parallel paths and assuming you continue charging forward, even in the silence and even in the dark, you will be alongside them when the process comes back and needs your input again. Or you can be five steps behind because you sat down and said, hey, what the hell's going on here? Right. No, that is absolutely true. So you're, you're, you're going to progress or regress. We've talked about that in many, many podcasts. And so your progressing is, is going, okay, 
this part is, is on hold. You know, uh, I'm, I have an off day. And so how can I continue to improve myself so that when it comes, comes back to being my turn again, I'm ready as if I've been, you know, that as I've been preparing this whole period of downtime. So whether that's eating what good, whether that's reading a book on your mindset to learn how to keep mental focus. But Craig, what book would you read on your mindset? If you had to read one on your off day? It would have to be the high performance mindset. That's the only book there is. I'll send you the I'll send you the bill for the the plug. <laughs> um, you know, and so you were saying that I was thinking about it, and I think the so what I've noticed is for is for is for I'll say younger athletes, but newer athletes in in endurance sports, swimming, cycling, running, triathlon, whatever. Um, the immediate knee jerk reaction on that off day is to force something to happen. Right. Instead of sitting back and kind of letting it work its magic and do its thing. And much like yourself, you could have then once they said, hey, Craig, we're good. We're going to work on some stuff and we'll be back with you. You could have blown their email up for the next week. Hey, guys. Hey, I haven't heard from you. Where's the book? Where are we at? You know, you could have and you might have. But at the end of the day, that takes time away from them moving the process forward. So you almost become your own roadblock. No, absolutely. Well, you know, if there are. Things that have to be done that we don't often think about because we're so focused on the thing that we are doing, right? So we get so consumed by what it is that we're doing, whether it's the performing, the training, writing a book, whatever else, that we realize, hey, there's other responsibilities too. And I control that moment as well. You know, I you know, have something to do around the house or I'm, you know, uh, doing some marketing or I'm learning about you know, click funnels, or I'm learning about uh, a membership website, or I'm learning about whatever it may be. And so I take that as an opportunity to say, hey, this is really nice. So I could be really upset because I, I don't feel like I'm doing much with the, the book because I've done everything for the book. It's now it's time for my assistants who I've personally paid for to do their work so that I can be efficient. And this is a, uh, to me, even this is a really big business thing is recognizing where your strengths are and realizing that you need to hire assistants for the things that are not your strengths, period. Because what were we going to say? I was going to say, I, I, in the past year, two years, I have fully grown into the responsible role of understanding that it's more about accepting who you are and what you are good at and being willing to let go of those things that you're not good at right? and letting those be handled by those people that are good at it. So I think, I think in life you have to, and for me, I'm, I'm still a young guy, still all getting put together. Craig, I'm not quite 40 yet. Just throwing that out there. But, um, but you put these pieces together as you go, you know, you're building the puzzle, the entire journey of life or training or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's more accepting who you are and what your, what your strengths and weaknesses are and allowing those to balance themselves out. That I think makes everything else work as it should and and progress to be had much, much sooner. You are far more efficient and successful when you work from your strengths. I thought you were going to say I was very right. And I was going to say, I'm damn right. I'm right. But oh, that, did, so that, did, that did not, that did not end like I thought it would. <laughs> you're absolutely right, Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> good. Very good. Um, and I think that's the kicker for us. And that's, that's a struggle that even I deal with on occasion is recognizing when I've reached my capacity. So here's an example. If I'm really good at X, a lot of people will, uh, 
will say, well, I'm not really good at why, so let me work on why. Well, the truth being known is, while I'm sitting there burning up why, X is slowing down. X isn't going as well as it could be because I'm not putting that effort into it. So the better methodology is, is to work really, really hard on your strengths and continue to kill those like no business. And then you could, you know, moderate in on some of the other things. Or if you're in a business specifically, you allow someone else to do what the hell they're good at. All of a sudden you get everybody that's great doing what they need to do and you're, and things just start to thrive and start to evolve. And let's just be honest, when we're, let's call it X, when we're working on X, X is normally something that we feel confident in, that we're happy doing, and therefore we are that much more successful. Right. Right. And for endurance athletes, the majority of them, it's swimming. They don't want to do swimming because that's the why. Yes, they have to do it moderately, but you also maintain your other strengths as well. And it's, it's but again, it's accepting who you are, where you belong and what your role is. And, and here's the thing. If you're strong at it, you probably really like it. If for some real random reason, you're really good at something you don't like, well, you're not going to be motivated to do it because you don't want to do it. Maybe but you should get to liking it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> that's a solution. How many people have I heard to say I've learned to love running and they effing hated running? Yeah. Oh, and over time you do develop it. But the other part of that is if, if fundamentally, if you just want to be happy, then quit doing things you don't like and find something that you, that you don't do very well, that you want to do really well and kill it and just kill it, figure it out. And next thing you know, that becomes really, really good. You come, you know, really good at that one thing and you do it. Uh, you know, and I've come from, a, you know, I really struggle with, this This is something that that I've actually had a lot of conversations with myself about is the fact that I like to be good at a lot of things and, and, and I'm actually okay not being great at anything. Jack of all trades, master of none. I like that. I like the ability. You know, yes. I'm sitting here looking. I've got, um, uh, I've got an Adobe product up. So I use Photoshop. I'm learning to use Illustrator. Um, I create I do my own web stuff. You know, I do all my own stuff, and I like that. And I'm not great at any of it. Didn't you just buy a welding machine too? A what? A welding machine? Uh, I didn't. No. No. <laughs> I, I would. Well, then you're not. Then you're not good at a lot of stuff. If you can't weld, don't talk to me. <laughs> Um, and, and I can't draw a picture. So I was in Cuba and this guy came up and in about 30 seconds made this picture of me. Dude. How about that? Um, and so funny because, um, he was like, I said, thanks. How much? He goes five. And I said, I'm not giving you five. I'll give you three. And the guy's like, no, no, I need, I need five. And I said, no, I went, you know, trace. Trace, I'll give you Trace. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, five. And I went, no, I'll give you three and I'll take it or you can keep it for five. And he goes, he passed me, he goes, oh, you good American, I'll take Trace. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many random ass drawings he has at his house. <laughs> he probably take, I think this took him like, I sit there and watch him. He tapped me on the shoulder, looked at me one time and drew it 30 seconds in 30 seconds. That's awesome. If you're in Patreon, you would be seeing this picture right now. Uh, I, I just I just thought about that. I'm like, nobody can see the damn picture. But it's a fantastic picture. It's a character. side side portrait or side image uh, character of of uh, it's not a character. I guess it's a, a marker sketch. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty neat. Um, but you know that's that's the thing is that you know um, understanding that it takes time to do the big things in life, writing a book, 
becoming an Iron Man, uh, even even for someone who's you know still sitting on the couch, that sprint triathlon or that five k or that three k or that ten k or whatever it is, is um, you know it, it is it's all a process, and so you know recognizing that it's going to take time and that there are going to be slowdowns and then there's going to be times when, you know, things drop and you're not doing as well as you thought, or, you know, um, you know, coaches aren't, their coaches aren't perfect. And so they're going to give you something and it may, it may not work well with you. And so they're going to see that and they're going to adjust it. But you know, it's, again, it's part of the process. You know, you hit on something right there. I want to kind of segue into uh, while we're just kind of rolling with randomness today. It's going to slow down. You said that, right? And Derek wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago because this is the time of year when the majority of endurance athletes kind of hit that WTF wall. And it's, it's hot, right? Stupid hot in all over the country. It doesn't matter north, south, doesn't matter. It's just ridiculously hot right now. And going out for that long run doesn't seem that, that fun. You know, your paces aren't what they were, heart rate's elevated, yada, 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 whatever other metrics you want to stare at. But um, Derek wrote a blog about it because so many athletes, this is the time of year to where they get really down themselves. You know, they get really, just really unmotivated by what's going on within their training world. And, you know, and Derek talked about it. It's, it's like every single year, it's like clockwork. I've been coaching for four years now. And every single year in the summertime, there's always athletes that just say, oh, I didn't hit this or I couldn't do that. Or I just I don't have the motivation or have that that, you know, I'm not anxious to get up in the morning and go for a bike ride. <laughs> Excuse me. Get up and go for a bike ride. And, you know, you said that a minute ago. And, and again, it's the process. A lot of runners that are going to do the Houston Marathon, which is a big one down here in, in Houston, obviously. Um, Where is it? The Houston Marathon. It's on in Phoenix. No, they moved it uh, about uh, 300 years ago. Um, so um, it, the thing is, is, is you, gear, you start gearing up for it now to kind of put in some base models. Well, it's hot as shit down here. Like it's hot and humid and just it's tough out there running. And I always tell athletes, the work you do in the humidity and the heat will be so you will be rewarded so much for that when it cools off. Right. But this oh, is the time of year where athletes lose sight of that process because they finished up their first A race, their bigger race season in the first half of the race season, the first half of the year. The second half of the year, now they're gearing up for it. Maybe another Ironman. It may be three or four, five Ks. It may be who knows what it is. But it's far enough away to where they don't really think it's coming very quickly. But it's close enough to where you got to put in the work to get to those goals. And so I, I totally went off on a, on a completely opposite direction with that, but you were talking about process and it's, this is the time of year in endurance sports when it's hard, like you have to work to put the process in place. And now I drink beer while you sit there in silence. <laughs> For those who are not patron, you would know what type of beer I'm currently sipping. So what is that blue bean? So, um, paid sponsorship. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I went off on a total different direction with that, but I got to thinking about that as you were talking through the process and, and as you were talking about the book and you kind of hit those areas to where you just got to do what you got to do, period. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if, if, if you are seeing the needle move. It doesn't matter if you're seeing the progress. 
you just got to F and do it. Like that's just that. And that's what you've experienced with the book. You know, that's what athletes are experiencing right now with their training. Um, you just, you got to get it in, you know, and, and I don't know how else, how else to say it. And, and I, you know, based on what you were saying about the book, that's kind of what you realized is, all right, I, I got to continue to be progressive. I, I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the book right this second, but I can start setting up the website. I can start setting up this. I can start doing that. I can start looking at images I want to have in the book. You got to continue to just push forward right. relentlessly. You know, and part of it too is knowing what's going to be expected of you. So if I know what's expected of me from a book in, in the future, and I've had that conversation where I've said, we need to have this, 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 that, and whatever. And so I can start working on those things on the side. Um, there's, there's always things to do. There's always things to, to work on. And it doesn't matter what realm you're in. It doesn't matter if you're you know, an endurance athlete or whatever. There's always work to be done, but they're not always physical. Mm. Mm. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People don't worry about their mindset. And I, and I go back to this because that's, that's, that's where I go to. Um, people don't worry about their mindset until it's too late. You know, I mean, you can't fear, you can't worry about the mindset 30 minutes for a race or in the race thinking, oh shit, you know? Um, and so hey, Greg, I'd love to have a call with you Friday. My race is Saturday. Yeah. I'll go. I haven't ever really talked to you. But we can chat <laughs> and don't believe me. They happen and they happen more frequently than I'd like to admit. Uh, and I even tell them, I was like, yeah, we can do it. It's tough, but we can do it. Now, some people had have worked with me for a while. It's easy because they now they just needed a reference point or they had a sticking point. That's different. But when when it's a new process and I'm having to learn, you know, uh, how long did it take you to learn the perfect or ooh, ooh, how long did it take you to, to learn the correct form in running? Well, the mindset's no different. You're not going to learn the correct mindset because it's a habit like this. So in your downtimes, when you're waiting for st- other things to happen, you can always go to that, pick up a book. I mean, I don't care what it is, pick up Daniel Pink's drive or, you know, find something that's a value to your, to, to your mind to, to understand how you think, because I think it's one of the big, one of the big misses on humans is we, we assume that we know how we think, but yet when we need to change it, we don't know how, because that's because you don't know how you think. And when you learn, whoa, 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 about back up, say that again slowly. I don't know that I could. That was good. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the hell you said, but it sounded really smart. A lot of times we think we know how we think. We know that if we change our, the way we think, then things will get better. But we don't know how we think, and so it's important. Wait, 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 say that again, one more time, slowly. We don't know how we think. <laughs> don't just say you, did, you did well on the on the recalling it. I just wanted I wanted to challenge. You say it three times and then you remember it. Yeah, no, we don't know how we think. And, and, and here's my proof. So when you, when you hear Zig Ziglar, who I love, but he goes, change your thinking, thinking. How? How do you do it? Fair hey, enough. Fair enough. Change your mindset. Do you know how? Fair change, enough. Change, stop thinking that way. That's, that's you, really, stop thinking like that. What does that mean? Well, that's the whole point. That's the point of my book is, you know, and, and so uh, it's, it's not even, there's another book called mindset and actually probably bothers me more than anything. I mean, I understand, I respect uh, the lady that wrote it, but you know, she puts people in that, like that fixed mindset 
fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Oh, well, you're fixed mindset. Well, you're, you're, you're effed. You know I mean? You're, you're, you know, you're fixed. That's what it is. Um, no, it's just recognizing the fact that we have to learn how to, how to, we, we need to understand in a very simple manner, our thinking process, which is very simple to understand. And as soon as you learn that, then all of a sudden you take all that time that you're sitting there waiting on something or you're on your off day and you're working on that and you're just doing it without, you don't even need to flip a piece of paper or pencil. You can do it in your underwear. You can do it in the shower. You can do it on the shitter. You can do it anywhere you want to and constantly work on that because it will improve with habit, with, with, with practice, with form. So, well played. Well played. That's the whole point of my book. My book is literally about that very thing. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. This book will help you understand how you learn, how you create habits, how you think, and then how you take all those things and apply them to any part of your life and instantly improve it. Instantly. And it's not a, it's not a gimmick. It's not a game. It's, 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 you know, and obviously I'm quite passionate about it, but it's the thing that I think every human misses. Don't hold back. Greg. Tell us how you really feel. Yep. Most, I say every, not every, but most humans miss the fact. If you cannot answer one question, how you think you need that book. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. Rolla. Um, but, and I didn't mean to go off on a tangent like that, but maybe I did. Maybe I did. <laughs> dude just needs a hug. What is that? Dude, can I get a hug? Um, you know, I, I tell you what else. Um, I'll go off on, because it's, it's not a rant, so to speak. Uh, we just filled up our cards, so I had to re- pull the recording off this. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting. When I went to Cuba, so those of you that are listening, I went to Cuba a couple of days ago. And I, so, I, I, it's so weird, the oppression that's in Cuba, how much they are, they're not allowed to do things. All of their income, not just, you know, 9% or 18% or whatever, whatever tax bracket you're in, all of their income goes to Cuba. And then they return you with like some mon, some very small dollar amount, whether it's 25, 100, I don't know, whatever it is a month. Um, I mean, they don't make a lot of money and they don't, they're not allowed to do a whole lot of things. There's a, apparently this, this guy that drove us around said there was a million police officers in Cuba, a million. And I was like, well, how many people are there? He said like 2 million. <laughs> so it was like one-to-one. So, um, wait, wait, a million to 2 million is not one-to-one. I'm not a mathematician. No, there's 2 million total. 1 million police officers, 1 million civilians. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. I was like, one, 1 million, 2 million is not quite. Well, no, one to one. So for every, for every person is what he said. He goes, for every person, there's a police officer. Wow. A million police officers. So I just kind of did my own math. But, but they're, they're truly oppressed. And then the weird thing is, is the amount of people that are in America that feel like they're oppressed. Perspective. And I go to Cuba and I go, no, you know, if you live in a really bad part of town, you can leave and go somewhere else. You can start a whole nother, you can start a business. You can, you know, you can do a lot of things and sure. Somebody goes, well, I don't have any money. Well, but you can go work and you could save. And, and I know it's really hard for a lot of people, but there's opportunities that are potential. At least right. the potential's there. When you go to Cuba, you don't have potential. It's very limited on what you can do. And so, I mean, it's an interesting perspective. 
it was really, really neat. And I think anyone who's listening to this should go and, and check out that, uh, check out Cuba. It's, it's worth it to go and experience it and come back. And I see this, I see America just completely different, completely different. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe we need to expound on that down the road. I'd like to hear more about it. You know, um, even, oh, what I thought was found was really interesting was that, uh, it was much harder getting into Cuba than in getting back into America. Wow. It was really painful to get through Cuba because you have to go through they, and there. It looks like the military is what kind of watch it. They look at your passports and stuff, but they don't speak to you. They won't, they won't speak to you very much at all. So they're looking at you, making sure that who they are, that you are who you are. They take a picture of you and all that stuff. And they let you through and you go through, um, uh, a scanning system. It's like you're getting on an airplane, you know, they're checking your luggage and, and wanding you and all that stuff. But when you come back to America, I just check your passport. They ask you what you want to declare. And I said, 13 cigars. And he goes, that's it. And I went, yeah, you want to see him? He went, nope. Looked at my passport, looked at my daughter's passport. We're back in America. Wow. It, it, it's crazy. So it's harder to get in Cuba than it, to me. Anyway, I was like, this is it. This is, People are saying it's totally hard to get it, you know, whatever. Sounds pretty easy to me. <laughs> but, really, relatively speaking, so. Cool. <laughs> well, take, take us home. I think it was a good chat. I think it was random as hell, but I think there was some good, um, there's good all stuff that came out on um, the process and, and kind of how it, how it fits. And, you know, if you're listening to this and if you're an athlete that's struggling right now, find a way to push through. You know, find a way to take that process, take ownership in it. Think about what that big picture, what that goal is and why the hell you have the process in place, whether you're coached or not coached, it doesn't matter. We're going to extend this real fast. I'm going to throw this out there because I did this on my other podcast. So it's going to be just a few minutes. Whatever energy it took you to get where you are today, you're going to have to double it to keep it. Think about that. So if you work X hard, you know, if your energy is X to get to the level of success that you have right now, in order for you to maintain it and to grow, you have to double it. It's pretty good. Think about it. It's uh, double down. You have to double down if you just, because it's what people do. They get to a certain level and they, 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 they flatline, right? They just kind of. So which Craig, which is harder getting to the top or staying on top? Staying on top. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I can, I can do some really interesting things and, and you know, you can do some marketing things with your business and all of a sudden you grow to the top, but to stay there, you got to double down. You got to do yeah, your ass off. How many people? So I said this in my podcast, that, um, the number like I'm too sexy, right? Right. Said Fred. I'm yeah. sexy. You know, all these one hit wonders that came in and were gone. Why? Didn't have the effort to sustain for multiple extra things. I was going to say Ice Ice Baby, but that dude's got a great show on right now. He, he, he came back, didn't he? Yeah, he's uh, uh, but you know, there's a lot of those that um, that came and went, and they, they you know, you, you know that they have the ability and they had the right song. Why do they maintain it? Well, they probably got, you know, um, they, they probably got complacent. Got a little bit of money in that pocket. 
Double down, double down on your energy. So if you're, you know, when it's, when, when your nose is in it and you're grinding away, keep grinding away. You remember why you're doing what you do every day. Absolutely love it. If you don't love it, I'm going to ask you why you're doing it because, well, you're not putting much forth. Uh, you're not putting forth much effort. But back to where Jamie was saying about, you know, keep digging into that. Keep going. Keep pushing. That's the only way it's going to happen. And, and it's hard because, well, it's hard. And that's why no one, not especially from the triathlon world, you know, not everyone's an Ironman. It's not easy. You're it's, doing it because it's hard. It's not easy on purpose. And anything that you want in life that's worth having, it's going to be painful. It's going to be tough. It's going to hurt. You know, if you've never ran before, running that first 200 yards is miserable. But then don't forget to look back in eight months when, you, when you're now running 10 miles and you look back in before you're running 100 yards and it hurt. Right. And I'm running 10 miles and I can kill it. Yep. Very because, good. You know, we, we don't change so quickly. And so we think that we should check ourselves from yesterday or three days ago or five days ago. You need to check yourself from four months ago. And all of a sudden you're going to see a massive difference in, in where you are. You should, if you're putting forth enough effort. True story. Take us home, brother. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Come out, time out, time out. I almost forgot. I freaking told Chef we'd answer his question. What is his question? So Chef's question was, he just received his training plan for a half Ironman in October and he said he's overwhelmed by the training plan and uh, it's being more – it is more weekly hours at the peak than he's ever done. And he had a crap workout today. So now he's questioning why and can I even? Mm. What you got? Well, rule number one is – is train. Uh, yeah, listen up. Crap, crap, uh, crap day is not a crap day. You might felt like it wasn't your best day, but just because of that doesn't mean that you didn't put more – Hay in the barn, as Jeremy says. You still put effort out there. You still built something out of it. It doesn't matter what your plan looks like. It doesn't matter if it's six months, eight months, or two years. All you got to worry about is today. When you go to sleep, you wake up tomorrow, and you start that day, and you look at that plan, and you figure out what you need to do. You don't worry about the next day. It's not here yet. Worry about today. And you're going to have days where aren't, they aren't as good as yesterday's or maybe three weeks ago, and they may not be as good as tomorrow, but you give it everything that you have today, even if you're tired, you give it all that you have, your 100% effort is evolves from a day-to-day perspective. Give it all you have today, and fucking don't worry about that six-month plan, eight-month plan, five-week plan. You said fucking. Today, that's all we had to worry about. <laughs> Remember that even when you have bad workouts, they're better than no workout at all. True story. Yeah. There you go, Chef. I, I need to say nothing or anybody else that has that same struggle. It's overwhelming without a doubt. Like you said, it's, it's, it's hard for a reason. It's hard because it's a challenge. It's tough. It's what you want to do. And so when you look at the big picture, you know, I always say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, one bite at a time, one day at a time, one step, one, one pedal stroke, one swim stroke, one rest day, whatever it ends up being. If it took you very little time to do, would it be worth it? No, if it's easy, do we want it? You feel less than you're accustomed to, you know, uh, this is not as much, this is more time than I'm accustomed to. Okay, great. Well, we're going to new world. We're going to a new level. We're going to the next step, the next ring. And in order to do that, we have to do more than we've ever done. So I need to accept that as my challenge and going, Hey, I don't have to worry about that though. I got to put in my time today. It says I need three hours on the bike. I'm putting in three hours on the bike. I'm listening to performance on demand podcast and I'm having a good time. If I got to put two hours on the run, I'm putting two hours of performance on demand podcast in my ears. I'm having a really good day, right? <laughs> it's, get, it's getting a little bit weird in here. So, um, but 
day, it's day to day. It, it matter, you know, maybe even take a piece of paper and when you look at it, print that off, cover up the days that aren't here. It doesn't matter. How about this? How about you take a small notebook and you write on one page the workouts for day whatever. You can put the date on there. You can put day 19, whatever the hell you want to do. When that day is done, rip that page out. If you've checked that box, wad it up, throw it away. Your next page is staring you in the face. Yep. Perfect idea. I think it's a really good idea because it keeps you very much in the moment and not worried about the big picture because it's going to come and it's going to come for you. It doesn't, it, you know, you it's don't. It's coming whether you're ready or not. It it's is. a lot, it's a lot like a tornado in a trailer park. If, if you want to debate it and, and worry about it, it's going to make you have a negative mindset and you're not going to get anything out of that, nor are you going to have a good workout. Period. Mic drop. Done. If you get hold of Jeremy over there, Jeremy at mindrightendurance.com. You can reach him on his website, mindrightendurance.com, for all of your coaching, accessories, and even nutrition. Nutrition as needed. As or, I drink my beer. You can uh, reach me over at my coaching page, craigwiller.com, or my email is craig at craigwiller.com. Or you can reach us both at performance on demand podcast at gmail.com. And the other thing, go check us out on Patreon. You can actually see this live or you can see the recordings live. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash patron. 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 Take care, everyone. Later. All right. Good. So you have to pull the audio off this, huh? Yeah. Well, how, do we, how do we, you have one job. You have one job. Don't let the car be full. No. We can talk about that next. You know, I don't know if, if your friends have, if they like the podcast, but we can talk about how we do our podcast. We can talk about the equipment we use and whatever. I don't know if that's of interest to them or not, but we can do that. Loser. <laughs> uh, hell, let me tell you, I had to figure it out and it took me, I spent a lot of money figuring out that I didn't have to spend a lot of money. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of money to learn. I really didn't have to spend a lot of money. But what, so here's what, here's what happens with our personalities though. You and me both is we get into something and it's a thousand percent. Oh yeah. It's, and then, and then we realized that actually we could have done it on a uh, 200%. Yeah. Half the effort. Like, I got all this extra shit now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is one of those things where effort, you know, um, you learn the tricks of the trade, you learn what works and what doesn't. And you learn that, you know, it's not really that bad. It's uh, a lot easier than I thought, but yet it's still a little bit cumbersome for people. But once you get in the habit of it, it's, I mean, you can pump these out pretty quick. Just so here's the deal. If you think of anything we can chat about during the week, text it to me. I'll do the same to you. We will have a running log via text okay. of any ideas. I mean, it could be, man, it could be anything. It really could. Whatever you come up with in your, in your daily oh, travels and you think. Uh, actually, one of the patron people. Um, I wonder if there is a way we can get really interactive. So I, I think we can share stuff with a hangout, right? Do you share like screenshots and stuff? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. This is what we're going to do. Let's do this. I'm going to grab a video of someone running. Okay. I'm going to put it on here and we're going to beat it up. Okay. How about that? We're going to, let's do a run analysis on a podcast. Let's do it. Okay. That's different. So I, and I'll get us, I'll get us some content. I'll give it to you in advance so that you can mark it up with your little lines and all that stuff. And yeah. then we'll picture, we, we don't have to make a video. We can make it just screenshots of 
you know, certain spots where the arm, you know, where the legs are. But let's see if we can do this from a podcast perspective. It'll give those who, that are members a lot more context, but it'll also give the ability for uh, those that are listening to understand, hey, this is this is why, you know, this is why it's important. And, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, the other thing we can do also is um, we, let's call Nikki in okay. and let's get her to talk about proper shoe fitment. Okay. Because that's a really big deal. So um, a month from now, I'll be with um, Nikki and Andrew and the entire crew. We've got like 12 people. We're going to be in East Tennessee riding over into North, uh, North Carolina and Virginia on another bike trip. So I don't know if you want to do it on site or if you want to do it where we call her in. Um, we're, uh, you can do it on site. That's fun. Just take your, you know, just get your laptop and your, and your uh, you're using a microphone. I am that little Samson microphone. Just use that Samsung microphone. Yeah, you can do it together and I can do it from here. I've been looking at getting that little, what's that little one you were talking about? The blue blue light? No, what's it called? Uh, the AT2020? Nope. Or the, the Blue Yeti? Yeah, the Blue Yeti. Yeah. Okay. Um, the AT2020 is better, but um, it's a little... AT. Every time you tell me one's good and I go to get it, you're like, wow, well, this one's actually better. Uh, the AT2020 is the one that I keep with me just in case something goes wrong here. It's really, really nice. And how much is it? Uh, hundred bucks, maybe. So same price as the Blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more. I mean, you can use the Blue Yeti. You know, the best thing to do is when you're ready to buy a microphone because it makes the world a difference. It really does. Uh, is to YouTube microphones and listen to them. Is this one bad? Is this one I have? Is it bad quality? It's not bad. It, it's an echo though, so it presents an echo. That yeah, that's probably because my speakers. I don't have headphones. Yeah. So my speakers are just spitting out into the air if I have it turned up too high. Well, and it's different too. So I've got this microphone like right beside my head, you know, right beside. So this ambient sound doesn't pop. Right. I have a microphone like that, which is a, an omni microphone. So it's, it's reaching multiple directions. It's picking up my voice that's coming off the ceiling and off the walls and the concrete. Off my beer bottle. Your beer bottle and everything else. So it, it makes, you know, it, it makes a little bit of a difference, but uh, there's, there's, plenty of microphones out there that are relatively inexpensive and you could probably find uh, an AT2020 or something like it on, um, on, uh, Hey, I had the same shirt on. I saw you in last time. Oh yeah. Same shirt she was wearing last time. She's worn it every fucking day since. This is my favorite shirt. Um, Daniel is coming over. Yeah. He's bringing those cycling shoes. It's the guy that rode with us that day. Yeah. I remember his name, but they did the front gate just call me and I didn't know. Yeah, he just went drop off second shoes he was trying on. I was trying to sell him. Okay. Thank you. Um so listen to the listen to him. You're you'll find marketplace. Say that again. Why are you finding on the marketplace? You ever go there? Facebook marketplace? I could check that out. Dude, it's it's I bought Ashlyn's laptop. I probably saved three hundred dollars on it, buying it on marketplace. Bought it from a girl about thirty miles away. Nice. Cool. So yeah. I'll check it out. Chat, I think it was it was good because it was random. I like that. Guess what? Guess what I just got? What? 